Welcome back, conscious listeners, to another week of Listen Carefully. I have missed you guys this last week. I gave myself a week off last week to kind of recalibrate and to realign and to meditate and to prioritize what's been happening in my world. Um, As some of you know, I am a small business owner. And what that entails is I have a business called Magic Moments Therapy where I do play therapy with children as well as coach their parents. And I have a bunch of offerings that are available. And so this has been my first month going on month two now of business, being independent and having my own office space and just getting to be out on my own and trying new things and finding what works and booking up and having that schedule look the way I want to and being able to work the hours that I want to and just being fulfilled with this inner soul work and inner soul journey. And by no means is it easy. And so I'm finding ways where it gets to be easier and it gets to be more supportive, um, except for at the beginning, there is that learning curve that Um, may not feel so smooth, but will become easier over time. And so I have been in that phase of discomfort of starting new and building up my caseload and expanding my list of people that are interested in my offerings and just getting to find the people who are ideal to work with me and that want something out of this. So It's been pretty cool to see what has aligned and what has come into fruition and to imagine and to envision where I was this time last year, it just feels so wild that what what once was a dream has come true. And so I'm extremely grateful as well as um, just extremely excited for what's to come. And as a reminder too, for you of if the vision in the long term feels far away or feels out of reach, like I'm here to tell you and share that it is possible. Anything's possible. And there are so many resources to get you there. And I just wanted to share with you a list of empowering statements that have actually gotten me here. So Let's start with the top. If there is a will, there is a way. Because if there is a desire, the solution is existing simultaneously. I have plenty of resources. Everything works out for me and in my favor. I can do this. Everything I give comes back tenfold. I have so much support behind me through friends, family, connections, and community that I have built. I have so much faith and belief in my capability as well as my ability. There is no possible way for this to not work out. I am made for this. 
made for more, made to receive. I am empowered to make my own decisions. I follow my heart and I stay in the moment and I evaluate what feels best. I am so excited for what is to come as well as to look back on the journey I have paved. What can I do to make this even better for myself? I protect my thoughts and feelings and experiences. I attract what I most want. Like attracts like. I am at the same energetic frequency as the vibration that I am attracting and magnetizing. I only take action from an inspired place. I feed my mind what I am becoming. And for me, those angel numbers are 1121 and 1122. There are multiple realities available to me. There is so much available to me, especially what I focus on. I choose faith over fear. I have a list where my faith overcomes my fear. Every time my faith overcomes my fear, I write it down. I am worthy of what I am in faith of. And I am worthy of what I want just because and just by being. I am grateful to be alive today. I energize my confidence and I am ready to build, grow, and take conscious alignment. I see opportunity through obstacle straight away. Wow, I don't know about you, but I got chills for a few of those because think about how powerful our intention is. Think about how powerful our mindset is. I mean, it's just as powerful as our doubts. It's just as powerful as saying we can't, right? And when we have loyalty to the things that we can't do or that have been true or this self-fulfilling prophecy of the past, of course we're going to formulate that and we're going to look for it to, to come through in that way. And so an effort to do something different and an effort to change and an effort to shift, it has to start with mindset and heart set. And the best way that I've found to do that is through journaling, is through meditating, is through giving myself the time and the space to do so. So, and also effort to have this self-development and to have a place where you get to measure and track where you've come from, it's a big deal. And I wholeheartedly believe that it's possible for everyone to step into their own unique greatness. We're all here to be of service to each other. And we're here to live our lives on purpose. So if each of us is able to serve one another, hello, we have done it, right? But think about how much we've recreated the wheel or we've been isolated to think that we're independent and that we're you know, not being as resourceful, right? It's, it's a hard balance to find that. But it starts with us. 
right? Think of all the indoctrinated shoulds that you grew up with, right? Like think of all the dialogue, all the worries, all the things that we might've adopted from our parents, not even because we directly experienced it, but because we heard all about it and perhaps wandered and worried for ourselves as well. Because as kids, we're in that formidable stage where everything is a sponge and everything is impressionable, even intention, even tone, all of the things. We're so sensitive and so connected. So for me, I've always known that I've wanted to do something different. I've always kind of had that rub up against authority where I didn't always trust or believe even though I might've been compliant or I might've shown that people pleasing in a survival way, that fawn response of the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn just to avoid something dangerous or conflicting, or if it um, was a threat to me or my grades, even in school, it's like, I'm just going to be wait to be called on. You know, I didn't really love every format of every class because it felt as if it was like this foundation on safety and survival and security and just the weight that was placed on GPA. And um, if you didn't try hard enough or study hard enough, that that was represented by the grade you received. So I feel like it was a lot of pressure to go through the school system. It was a lot of pressure to conform and fit in and identify with different learning styles that were presented that may not have actually been aligned with the authenticity of figuring out who we were. And so the question that comes to me is, what would have happened or what could still happen if we spent as much time and effort and energy and focus on learning who we are versus working that hard and that much to fit in? Like, how would life be different if we focused more on trying to learn who we were rather than to make ourselves fit? It's a valid question, and it definitely makes me think. And another thing that I've been thinking about is is that we, you know, we grow up, we go to, or we go to school, we grow up, we go to work, and then we retire. But what if there is a way to incorporate that retirement energy of, okay, we finally get to relax. We finally get to be ourselves, but wait a second, what's our identity, right? What if there was a way to incorporate that into the upbringing, into the middle ages too, where we actually have time to enjoy our our time off, to have time to enjoy who we are, who we are becoming, our deepest wants and desires, and what we're on this planet for and what we're here for. Because I know we're not here just to go to school and I know we're not here just to work. And I know we're not here just to retire. I think we're here to like create balance and to find our purpose in the things that we actually have choice around. And I think back to how much we don't have choice around perhaps what it is we're learning in school or perhaps what our workplaces are telling us right so it's kind of like this crazy illusion that perpetuates insecurity it's this crazy illusion that is tough to break free from like that mindset you know like 
for me personally, coming from the Midwest, there is a Midwest mindset around security, around safety, around survival that feels really, really strong. And it feels like the commitment to those beliefs are really, really um, old. They've been happening for a long time. It's almost as if like the way that people invest in their companies and then the ways that they invest in their workplace could be the ways that they could invest in themselves. And it does take that power of mindset shift. And it does take that practice, especially if we haven't seen anybody around us do it before. Like I think about my parents and they're extremely dedicated to the workforce and corporate corporations, right? Like being invested for decades, you know, climbing the ladder at the company and, um, you know, kind of giving yourself to that company. And in that way, it's like your company owns you, right? It's like, but people are kind of waking up to this idea that nobody actually wants to be owned. Like that system can fizzle away and change. There gets to be more, you know, receiving than taking. And when there's balance that way, when there's balance that way, then we get to see that, wait a second, what I want and desire is so valid that there are absolutely no limits. That's powerful. And think about how dedicated we were to companies, right? It was the way of life. And now we get to shift that and be more self-centered in that way of developing self. And in a way where maybe the old paradigm would have said, oh my gosh, that's selfish. And now the new paradigm saying, yes, let's put ourselves first. Let's give ourselves the power, right? Because we used to think that we didn't have any control over our lives or that our company had more power than us. And guess what? It doesn't have to be that way. And so I've been reflecting on that a bunch this month because it's the first time that I have not been working under someone else. And I also had the realization of, I will never work for anyone else ever again. And there's pros and cons to this. It's that sense of security and community and all those things. And then on the other side, I get to build that. I get to put in those same hours to create that for myself. I get to decide what that looks like in my life and in my world. And I get to have complete control over my destiny, my finances, all of it. I can name my price. I can give myself a raise. I can do anything I want. And at that level, as I grow and as I build, like that is where the empowerment is. You know, it's when we realize that the money is coming from the people we're serving and that that money is love and trust and that mutual exchange of a service. 
when parents want to hire me, I have something just as valuable to provide for their family. And it gets to just be that smooth exchange. So I also think about how this relates to the kids that I work with and how one of the major challenges that comes up is fitting in, especially at school. And kids can be cruel, you know? It's like if I don't accept or love a part of myself, but I see my peer accepting and loving a part of themselves, if I project that onto my peer, I might say, I hate you. I might say, go die, right? Like, like cruel things that aren't actually grounded in truth, but that are grounded in perception and how like I might feel about myself, right? And so I think about how school and just the way that the system is set up, like kids are set up to be bullied in that way if they're not conforming, if they're not fitting in, and if they're not regimented to that lifestyle. Basically school's teaching us how to be ready to work for a company and how to be compliant for the rest of our lives and like the pressure of peers, the peer pressure, right? And so as I am modeling my life by doing something different, by becoming an entrepreneur, I'm also teaching the kids I work with to be able to do something different as in own who they are, handle rejection, right? not needing to conform to fit in, like paving their own way, like being their own leader. And, you know, it it makes me think about Mean Girls when they're like, on Wednesdays, we wear pink, you know? And when Katie doesn't do it, she gets rejected by them and she gets, you know, projected from them. She gets projected on from them because she had school, right? She was homeschooled. She had her school experience look completely different. And when she went into the traditional school system, it was depressing, right? Like think of what she did to try to fit in with not only, you know, one group of friends, but two and how it felt like she couldn't have two circles, right? It was like, almost like it was a sin or it was almost like it was a secret for her to be able to have two friend groups. It just like didn't work. It was a complete clash of values, right? And so like, what if both can exist? And maybe the way that we're becoming more confident as kids now, maybe we can exist in both worlds, but sometimes that's not always the case. We have our perceptions and our beliefs that we're holding to get through, right? And to learn more about ourselves with. It's not always easy. And I think about even sooner, right? Before we enter school, when we're infants and when we're toddlers, we need constant reassurance from our parents that we will be 100% taken care of. We need constant reassurance that, you know, as a codependent infant, that our needs are going to be met for survival. We depend on our parent to literally have that need fulfilled. And we come into this world on the hope and the trust that that is going to happen for us, that that need will be met. That's the key for setting us up for the way that we show up in the world, 
the way that we trust or mistrust the world, right? We may not think the world is safe based on if we got our needs met or not. And if we're never quite sure of how our caregiver will show up for us, then we're never going to be quite sure of how to show up in the world, aka we're going to feel insecure. We're going to feel disrupted, anxious. We're not going to be fully attached in that way of knowing and believing that we are worthy of our needs being met, right? That is how powerful our experiences are about fitting in. So the real question becomes, do I feel emotionally secure in my present environment? I look at this and I feel privileged because while my parents did the best they could, they certainly weren't perfect, yet I feel completely privileged in what I did receive, right? And what I got to receive later or what I worked through later up until this point, right? But I think about kids now who are using TikTok and social media for their main forms of connection when they're not able to be around their friends and peer groups with this whole pandemic. And I think about how that dopamine flood comes through their neurochemistry, right? Like how many likes can I get? That is the subtle still form of conformity. And worse, if you don't conform, especially on social media, you're at risk of facing humiliation and shame and the ultimate rejection, right? It goes back to that conversation about like, can, can something be talked about or does it have to completely like be all or nothing, right? Where is the balance? Where is the in-between? There's so much instant gratification that it's hard to focus on that balance, that middle, past the corruption and the cruelty, right? So I think there's a huge problem with the way that we're being set up to enter the school system and let alone set up to enter the world, right? We're set up to enter into this phase of the world with insecurities and stress beyond, right? So obviously this is where self-sabotage comes from. And obviously this is where mental illness increases. And when we don't have a solid self-esteem and a solid you know, self-care sense of becoming who we are, that's going to be risky and dangerous for our survival, right? If we're always being kept at that survival state, we're never going to know where it is that we can thrive. And again, this clash of values, this total conflict and contradictory piece of, wait, I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to follow the crowd. I'm not going to fit in. I'm, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to help kids actually do the same and follow their own path and follow the beat of their own drum. What? That's so unheard of, right? Because there's a lot to work through. There's a lot to overcome. There's a lot to face, especially when it's on your own, right? And another way, you know, other ways in my world that I've gotten to practice this are choosing a sober lifestyle. That's another way where I don't really fit in mostly. I've found my people, thank goodness. But same with being vegan, right? Everybody is here to make their own choices. Everybody's on their own path, right? But it's just the choice that I've aligned with. And 
it definitely does not go with the rest of my family or all of my friends, right? It's not something that is the popular choice. And so I've had some practice being able to handle and overcome those moments that may have in the past been crippling or shocking or, you know, triggering or hard, right? Because when we don't have that practice, same with kids and play therapy, when they don't have that practice of doing a different, of facing what's most scary and what their tolerance hasn't been expanded into yet is that the brain can't resource as well. And the brain can't balance perspective or perception as well because it doesn't have the proof that shows it otherwise. And something that I've learned is, you know, this irrational fear comes from trying to protect us, which comes from survival, which comes from that um, lack and limitation, right? It's that intention to protect. But what we have to do is guide ourselves and say, actually, if something happens, right, whatever the if is, then I can be resourceful when, if, and when that comes, right, to cross that bridge when we get to it, because there's always another way, right? It's like I mentioned in one of those empowerment statements, that law of polarity. You can't have a need for for something without the solution being present at the very same time. It's just learning how to resource that and find that solution in the opportunity. So yeah, how do you relate to fitting in? How do you relate to the box? How do you relate to labels? I'm so very curious to know and would love to hear about your personal experiences. I'm always here for it. And yeah, let me know how things are going this week. Let me know what it is that you're struggling most to fit in with um, or not, right? Like coexisting with and still finding yourself and finding your truth because that's what keeps us going. And that's what keeps us passionate about who we are. And that's what keeps us in our power without handing it over to just receive the love that's actually not in alignment with us not accepting ourselves first. So I hope you guys have a beautiful day and I want you to do something nice for yourself today. Go on a walk, take deep breaths, be outside, whatever that is. And I will see you on the flip side. Take good care.